Peloton's best offer of the season is here. Get up to $600 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that's right for you with accessories like our cycling shoes, a heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. This limited time offer ends December 6th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 6, 2022. Excludes bike, bike plus, and tread basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Welcome once again to High Desert Radio, the voice of the Jewish Federation of New Mexico. This Passover, leave the cooking and cleaning to Federation. Join us for the Jewish Federation of New Mexico's third annual Jane and Stephen Hochberg Community Seder of Northern New Mexico, Friday, March 30th at 6 p.m. at the Drury Plaza Hotel in beautiful Santa Fe. Tickets are $55 for adults, including a kosher-style Passover dinner, Seder, and wine, and $25 for children ages 6 to 12. Children 5 and under are free, Our Seder will once again be led by Dr. Sarah Koplick, Director of Hillel at the University of New Mexico, and Santa Fe's own Cantor Michael Linder. Reservations are required, so make yours today at jewishnewmexico.org or call us at 505-821-3214. That's 505-821-3214. One four. Don't miss this special evening of celebration with new and old friends from across the Southwest. Don't miss the Jewish Federation of New Mexico's biggest night ever, a night of blue and white, celebrating 70 years of Israel and the Jewish Federation of New Mexico. Sunday evening, May 6th at Sandia Resort, featuring a live acoustic performance by Grammy-nominated recording artist Matis Yahoo. Tickets are $125 for adults, $60 for teens and children, 17 and under. Enjoy silent and live auctions, a kosher-style dinner, wine for guests ages 21 and up, a full cash bar, and the highlight of the evening, an intimate concert by Matis Yahoo. Tickets are extremely limited, so purchase yours today at jewishnewmexico.org or by calling 505-821-3214. That's 505 505- 821-3214. All proceeds from A Night of Blue and White will benefit the programs and activities of the Jewish Federation of New Mexico. Welcome to High Desert Radio. Uh, my name is Zach Benjamin. I'm Executive Director of the Jewish Federation of New Mexico. And we are honored today to have as our guest, Miss Melissa Lou Ellis, who is the currently reigning Miss New Mexico, America's National Miss New Mexico. So, Melissa, welcome. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for being here and clearing some time from your <laughs> hectic um, schedule yeah. as the uh, reigning Miss New Mexico to, to talk with us a little bit today. Not a problem. Um, so we've been working together for a couple of years now. You've always been yes. kind enough to volunteer your time for Federation, both before and during your reign. Um, yes. At UNM, I know you were heavily involved in Hillel and um, right. you've been involved with APAC. So so you're no stranger to the Jewish world. But um, I didn't realize, and I think many who've worked with you did not realize your interest and participation in the pageant world until you were crowned Miss New Mexico. So uh, if you could maybe just take us through some of what that entailed, what was that process and the kind of the journey that that brought you to where you are uh, today as as the reigning um, 
Miss New Mexico. Okay. Well, it's actually a really funny story, Zach. My journey in the pageant world started to be pretty unique. Um, It started by one of my best friends who's been competing in pageants since 2009. Uh, She asked me to compete years and years and years. And I always used school as a huge excuse, but really it was my lack of confidence. After I graduated from UNM in May... I finally felt comfortable enough with myself, and I knew that if I hadn't competed this year, I probably never would have. So I put myself out there, I signed up, and here I am. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Um, I think your 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 modesty is shining through, but yeah. but I think it's probably um, a fairly rigorous process, right? Definitely. Uh, um, were there? Uh, take me through maybe. Well, how many, first of all, how many days was the pageant itself, and what were some of the categories in which you had to show competency in order to actually win the title. Okay, so basically what they do is when you sign up, you have to go through a phone interview Mm -hmm. with the pageant director, and they decide if you're a proper fit for the pageant, and if you have a proper platform, or if, like I said, this pageant is right for you. Mm -hmm. So I went through the uh, initial pageant interview with the director, and got through the interview by using tricks that I learned from the business fraternity Delta Sigma Pi, which I'm a brother in, and also my father, who's been in business for many years and has taught me very well. And we should mention that your dad, Steve, is yes. <laughs> uh, sitting here in the room uh, videoing and taking photographs, yes. so we're very pleased to have him with us, too. So basically, after I found out that I was a good fit for the pageant, I went headfirst. And first day, you go through an interview process in front of judges. And I went through the interview process in front of judges. It's with a questionnaire that you've never seen before. And they just kind of cold read. You come up with an answer. And if they like it, then you advance to the next round. There's an on-stage question that you have to answer in front of the audience. There is a bathing suit portion. And there's also an evening gown. Uh, I had a wonderful experience. It was over three days. And I learned so much. And being a first-time pageant girl. I was very surprised to have beat out some of the seasoned girls that grew up uh, doing this. And I think that that was really outstanding and very shocking to me and to very many people. Sure. So, and this is, um, to clarify, this is what most of us would think of as the Miss America system. Is it, that correct? It's, it's actually the National Miss mm-hmm. America system. Okay. So it's it's a branch of, it, I'm going to compete for the National Miss America pageant. Okay. Great, great. So, yeah. Wow. So you came in as a rookie, first yes. pageant, and before you know it, suddenly you're getting ready to compete for the National Miss America title. Exactly. Um, that's really remarkable. And what makes this story even more remarkable and relevant to us and our audience is that you're the first ever Jewish Miss New Mexico. Correct. Um, And I think most of us don't view the pageant world as a space where Jewish women typically thrive or even think to participate. You know, and I did a little bit, just a very little bit of research, and there have really only been, even though we don't know for sure because not everybody self-identifies, there have really only been a small handful of Jewish women ever to compete for Miss America. Mm -hmm. There was only one Jewish Miss America back in 1945, right. Bess Meyerson, who was proudly Jewish, who throughout the rest of her life used that title to help support and defend the Jewish people right. through, throughout her life and her various activities until her, her death just a few years ago. What does it mean to you to be blazing this trail for young Jewish women, not just in New Mexico, but but truly, I think you are among a small handful of Jewish trailblazers. What does that mean to you? First off, I know this is going to sound so cliche, but honestly, it's a huge honor. 
To me, this is more than just a crown and sash. It is hopefulness and perseverance. I hope this shows Jewish women in our community and in our nation that they can rise above challenges that they face and accomplish some really amazing and awesome things that no one would actually expect. Well, I think it is unexpected and and really refreshing um, to have uh, a young Jewish woman in this space representing our community. Can you give us a little sense of your Jewish journey, uh, how your Jewish experience and your Jewish identity, because I know you do identify strongly with your Judaism, uh, have contributed to and really impacted your experience competing for this title Mm -hmm. and now reigning as Miss New Mexico. So I know know there may be some, may be difficult to make connections there, but I do think there's probably... um, your experience as Miss New Mexico has been informed by your Jewish experience. Definitely. And, and uh, how have those things gone together for you? Um, well, actually, my Jewish journey actually started out when I attended a Jewish day school. Uh, there were 65 kids in the entire school, uh, grades 1st through 12th. I also attended Hebrew school, religious school, Jewish studies, anything you could think of, I did. Um, when I reached fifth grade, I actually decided that I wanted to experience public school, and my parents were very supportive of the decision. I was in public school for two months when I started receiving swastikas and death threats. That's the first time I actually truly experienced anti-Semitism and hatred. I didn't let this stop me from being proud of my heritage, though, and the bullying unfortunately continued throughout college. Once again, unfortunately, the struggles didn't stop, and I truly felt like I didn't have anyone to turn to. There was a legal case that I brought to UNM that ended with the Department of Justice opening up an investigation. Because of that, I lost a lot of people who I thought were my friends. I finally decided to put myself out there a bit more and decided to join Hillel on campus. Because of the support from Hillel, I went on to be vice president of Lobos for Israel and president of the APAC campus cadre at UNM. I also became the vice president of Hillel at UNM. I still remain very active in the Jewish community as much as I possibly can here in New Mexico. My Jewish experience contributed to and impacted my experience competing for the title by making me realize that no matter what the judges threw at me, I could overcome and grow from it because of my amazing support system, be it my family or my Jewish community. I can also proudly say that my Jewish journey has led me to go to Israel this May on birthright, and I can't wait to learn more about myself and my heritage. Well, we're excited also that you're going to be making your first trip to Israel. Thank and, you. And um, we may have to have you back uh, yes. some of your impressions once you return. Definitely. Um, and, and I should also add for our listeners that you have been deeply supportive of the Jewish community since your crowning as Miss New Mexico. I know you're required to choose a number of charitable organizations to support and volunteer with and um, promote, and both our federation, Jewish Federation of New Mexico, and also the JCC are two of those organizations. I know you recently played a significant role in the JCC's Noshfest, and we're going to get in touch with you to talk about having a significant role in our upcoming Night of Blue and White uh, with Mattis Yahoo. So um, very excited. you'll be hearing from us on that. But going back to, to your journey, mm-hmm. so you graduated in May from, um, from UNM. I did. And uh, I understand that you are, have in, embarked on a career in film and television production. Yes. Can you expand on that a little bit? Update okay. us on, yes. on, on how your career is going Definitely. and how your experiences as uh, Miss New Mexico are impacting and hopefully enhancing your professional life as well. Okay. Um, basically, I started off in the television and film industry in New Mexico back in 2009. I started working on Breaking Bad. Um, That was my first production, and I learned so much. And I was still in high school at the time, and I knew that that was what I wanted to do with my life. Uh, From Breaking Bad, I kind of took a little bit of a hiatus 
And uh, I decided to focus more on theater. I became a thespian in high school. And then I was in cheerleading and uh, drama, of course, and dance. And I didn't know exactly how I wanted to continue in the film industry until I got to college. Um, I actually double majored in uh, film with a concentration in business logistics of film and a business degree in marketing. Unfortunately, right now, like many others in the entertainment industry, I was faced with some very tough decisions and some very interesting propositions. I have somewhat taken a hiatus from the New Mexico film industry, not by my own choice, but instead because I didn't agree to certain commands. I'm still very interested in film and still am aspiring to be a producer and eventually an Emmy winner. I just need to figure out how in through a new avenue. I'm a huge advocate for women in film and not having to change who you are or what you wear to meet the expectations of others when they assume that someone should look a certain way. My experience as America's National Miss New Mexico has impacted my professional life immensely. I've been asked to make appearances on news stations, radio ads, and so much more. I'm forever grateful for these outstanding opportunities, especially because I'm only 22 years old. Getting to network and experience things that I'm truly passionate about is such a blessing. Um, And to expand on something that you mentioned about uh, expectations with regard to how one should act, how one right. should look, uh, you know, appearance, um, and, and how one composes oneself. I, I think this next question, mm-hmm. uh, this last question, really, I'm going to split into two because I, I think okay. there are two relevant questions yes. that, that, um, um, stem from, from, from that concept. So one, what advice would you give to the parents of young girls and young Jewish girls specifically who are now thinking about their goals, their careers, and especially for those with ambitions in film, television, fashion, the pageant world about navigating and sometimes having to ignore um, these evolving, often unfair American standards of Mm -hmm. success and beauty. And we're all impacted by it, whether we have a daughter or a mother, you yourself are involved Mm -hmm. in these activities. What advice would you give parents? Because I know my, my wife is about to, we're about yes, to have a little girl. And, and that's, thank you. Um, yes. And that's something that, that has crossed my mind as I've been preparing for this interview. And I think yeah. there are others out there with similar questions. Oh, definitely. Well, first off, I'd, I'd like to start with the advice that I would give the Jewish girls. It would definitely be that no matter what life throws at you, be it anti-Semitism, bullying, anything, no matter what, you will overcome it and it will truly make you stronger. I know how cliche that sounds, but it is totally true. I truly found this to be true. And Rue McClanahan's Emmy speech actually resonated with me because uh, she won an Emmy for her role as Blanche Devereaux on The Golden Girls. And it has always been my motivation because she quotes and says that every kick is a boost. So everything that has drawn you down or hurt you will end up making you stronger in the end. And I have definitely found this to be totally true because of everything that I have gone through. And karma is a wonderful thing. Uh, (laughs) Also, no matter what you want to do, do it. The outcome may surprise you. And even if it doesn't work, at least you've learned a lesson and you got some experience instead of saying, what if? And that is a huge thing for me because I never want to live my life saying, what if? As for advice for parents, I suggest being a super strong support system, no matter how outlandish your par- your child's ideas may be. At one point, I actually wanted to be a race car driver. And my parents said that if I truly wanted to do this, that they would be completely supportive but I would have to put myself into it completely. Of course, a week later, I decided I wanted to be a country music singer and so on. (laughs) 
but my parents never stopped believing in me and supporting my insane ideas and aspirations. Regarding the negative beauty standards and how to ignore them, I would say you have to do just that. Uh, ignore them. It's something that we all face, and I would definitely say to ignore it as hard as it may be. To this day, I still have self-confidence issues and definitely am faced with my fair share of self-consciousness. But at the end of the day, the right people love me for who I am, no matter what I weigh or what color hair I have. I suggest finding these people, be it one person or 20. These are the individuals that you truly want in your life, and those are the ones that truly care about your well-being and want what's best for you and will help you no matter what. That is truly beautiful, and but unfortunately very rare. Figure out who you want to be as a person and what's important to you, and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. I, I think that's some great advice, and you hit on something that is, I think, deeply important and worth diving into or at least repeating mm-hmm. in that failure is not right. the uh, end outcome. Exactly. It is part of the process of exactly. succeeding. That's something that in this country, I think, um, unfortunately, part of our culture is to fear failure right. um, or to uh, look down on, on those oh, who may have had goals and not succeeded for one mm-hmm. reason or another. And, and I think that's an area where we fall short as a culture. Yes. And you look at Israel uh, yeah. is, a, is, a, is an example of a culture where failure is part of the education process. Right. You are not expected once you've got a sense of your your goals to necessarily succeed the first, second, or third try. And there's even government grants for startups that right. are given um, with the understanding that the first try and the second try mm-hmm. may not be the successful try or the right. um, um, the instance where you'll have a successful outcome. And those funds are actually gifted. And, and the programs are structured in, in such a way that once a startup is successful, right. only then... Is there any expectations that the grants may be repaid to the government, and even then it's optional? Exactly. And I think that's a major difference between the, you know, just the American kind of education and value system and the Israeli and Jewish value system is that failure should be seen as part of our education, not how we're defined ourselves. Um, So I think that's um, an astute observation on your part, and uh, we appreciate it. Just real quick, one more question. You mentioned Rue McClanahan as one of your inspirations. Um, What other individuals inspire you and have helped bring you to where you are? I I mean, this is going to sound so funny, but my favorite show is actually the 1980s show with the Golden Girls. So every one of those actresses has brought something into my life and um, has built who I am as a person because ever since second grade, I've been watching that show. Uh, Actually, I mentioned that I wanted to be a producer. I want to produce a reboot of the Golden Girls, be it the Susan Harris, the creator of the Golden Girls, was such an iconic woman for creating such a daring show in the 1980s to talk about such social issues that is so inspiring to me. Estelle Getty and B. Arthur play mother and daughter on the show. They actually play Italians, but they're actually Jewish. Yes, that's true. And their stories, I mean, I, I love looking into their biographies and everything just because it's been so interesting and it's inspired me so much. Rue McClanahan's book, uh, My First Five Husbands, is actually one of my favorite books because it actually documents her entire journey, be it from the age of eight all the way up until, unfortunately, her passing. Mm-hmm. I mean, Estelle Getty has gone through so much being a daughter of an immigrant family. She 
has definitely been a pioneer, not only in the Jewish community, but for she's been a star in so many people's lives because I mean, and the show to begin with is, has just been amazing and impacted me so hugely. I think you're not alone in that, that <laughs> Golden Girls was ahead of its time definitely. in a lot of ways, similarly to Seinfeld in certain ways right. addressed issues that may have been difficult Definitely. for the public to digest but were necessary and also it's a very jewish show yeah at the end of, the of course day, you know of I mean, course the characters may not yes. be outwardly jewish but um just like seinfeld roy's trying to surmise which characters are jewish we know some are right there's others like um like Mrs. Costanza, yes. um, who we heavily suspect are based on Jewish themes. And of it's course. the same with, with the Golden Girls. Definitely. I think that's a wonderful um, uh, piece of entertainment history to inspire you. Melissa Lou Ellis, uh, the reigning Miss New Mexico, thank you for being with us here thank on Chai Desert Radio. We appreciate you, and we hope to have you back again soon. Thank you so much for having me. That's it for this edition of High Desert Radio. Thanks so much for listening. High Desert Radio is the voice of the Jewish Federation of New Mexico. Remember, in order for us to continue providing quality programs like High Desert Radio and to continue our work in service to Jewish seniors, Holocaust survivors, low-income families, children, young professionals, Israel, and more, the Jewish Federation of New Mexico relies entirely on the generosity of listeners like you. Make your contribution today to jewishnewmexico.org. Remember, you can subscribe to this series on iTunes and be sure to visit us at jewishnewmexico.org. Till next time, for High Desert Radio, I'm David Wolf. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.